Shalom, alaikum, peace be upon you, and welcome back to the broadcast. Today, we are looking at this week's Torah portion, and what's on the schedule is called Bo. Let me give you the portion summary from TorahPortions.org. The 15th reading from the Torah is named Bo, which means come. The title comes from the first words of the first verse of the reading, which say, Then the Lord said to Moses, Come to Pharaoh. For I have hardened his heart. Exodus 10.1 The portion begins by concluding the narrative of the ten plagues, the tenth of which is the slaying of the firstborn. To avoid the plague, the Israelites were given instruction for the Passover sacrifice, the laws of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Pharaoh finally consents to let Israel go, and they leave Egypt. So today's portion is just loaded, right? And we're not going to be able to cover every point and everything. Something I want to remind everyone of is that we've been doing this for many, many years. So if you go to scriptureandprophecy.com, at the top there's teaching, and it's a drop-down. very first thing is, what is the weekly Torah portion? So if you're new and you're like, what is this? Go read that article. It's very short and straight to the point. Uh, right below that is Torah portion series or studies, and if you click on that, that takes you to the YouTube playlist where there's currently 110 studies for Torah portion, and they go back several or a few years, um, so you can sort through those. If for some reason life happens and I miss a week, and you still want to hear the week's portion, you can go find a version by going through that link. There'll be a couple years to choose from. Um, I've also had some complaints about the Holy Scriptures. People complaining they want me just to read the King James. I'm pretty sure that if you go and you read the or listen to the 2019-2020 version, which is the first versions that you see on there, uh, that one was done in the King James mostly, um, or maybe it was the following year, 2020 and 2021. You'll have to go through and, and look. Just for today, though... I did uh, post at the website, so if you go back to scriptureandprophecy.com, click on blog, you'll see this week's Torah portion, week 15, titled Bo, Exodus 10 through Exodus 13, verse 16. And what I've done there is I have the portion summary from TorahPortions.org, and then I have posted the portion for the week in the King James with the name of God restored. Um, so it's the King James Bible, but where... It, where in the manuscript it says Jehovah instead of the Lord, the one I've uh, edited here for you, has that. So the first verse, this is the King James with that name restored. And Jehovah said unto Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show thee my signs before him. And so I think you'll be blessed to go check that out. But I'm going to read this morning, uh, as we've been doing so far for the study from the Hallelujah Scriptures, there's only a couple of words that you need to know. Mitzrayim, which means Egypt, or Mistrites, which means Egyptians. And then I think the word Ivrim, which means Hebrews, is used. Other than that, it's plain English, so shouldn't be too difficult. All right, enough housekeeping. Let's get to the story. We have the story of the Passover. We have the story of unleavened bread. We have the exodus from Egypt. 
a lot in here. I'm not going to give full-on commentary on all of it this morning. I just want you to open up your hearts and listen, but I will chime in. All right. Let's get into it. We're looking at Exodus chapter 10 through chapter 13, verse 16. Verse 1. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Go into Pharaoh, for I have hardened his hearts and the hearts of his servants, so that I show these signs of mine before him, and that you relate in your hearing of your son and your son's sons what I have done in Mitzrayim, that is to say Egypt, and my signs which I have done among them. And you shall know that I am Jehovah. So please note, We've talked about the hardening of the heart. I've given you some possible explanations. And I think it's not as simple as there's one reason. But here is a reason that God gives to Moses. He says, go in. This is going to be the last time. Go into Pharaoh. I have hardened his heart and the hearts of his servants. Or like we discussed, it could mean I've given them courage to pursue the route that they want to pursue anyway. But either way, he tells them one of the reasons why he's doing this. So that he can show his signs in Egypt. And so that Moses and the Israelites will know without a doubt who the one true God is. He says to Moses, so that you will relate this in the hearing. The King James says, so that you may tell this in the ears of your son and thy son's sons. What I did in Egypt. What I did among them that ye may know that I am Jehovah. He's saying, I'm, I'm, part of the reason that this whole thing is coming about is so that you have the story to tell your children and your children's children, and so nobody will forget who God is. Verse 3, And Moshe and Aaron came to Pharaoh and said to him, Thus said, Jehovah Elohim of the Ivrim, that is to say Hebrews, Till when shall you refuse to humble yourself before me? Let my people go so that they may serve me. Or else, if you refuse to let my people go, see, tomorrow I am bringing locusts within your borders, and they shall cover the surface of the land, so that no one is able to see the land, and they shall eat the rest of what has escaped, which remains to you from the hail, and they shall eat up every tree which grows for you, and out of the field. And they shall fill your houses, and the houses of your servants, and the houses of all the Mistrites, which neither your fathers nor your fathers' fathers have seen since the day that they were on the earth to this day. Then he turned, and he went out from Pharaoh. And Pharaoh's servants said to him, Till when would this one be a snare to us? Let the men go, so that they serve Jehovah their Elohim. Do you not know that Mistraim, that is to say Egypt, is destroyed? So please note the servants. They're like, how long are you going to let this continue? They're talking to Pharaoh. They're like, let them go. Let them go serve Jehovah. Do you not see, O great king, that Egypt has been destroyed? A whole nation being annihilated for one man's pride. This is the sad state of affairs with leaders. 
We see it in our world today, right? How many people around the world are suffering because of poor, selfish people, wicked, devil-worshipping people, or in the positions of power? The whole world suffers at the hands of a handful of people. Pharaoh's servants are like, Egypt is done. There's nothing left. Why are we continuing this show? Verse 8, and Moshe and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh. And he said to them, Go, serve Yehovah, serve Yehovah your Elohim. Who are the ones that are going? And Moshe said, We are going with our young and our old and with our sons and our daughters and our flocks and our herds. We are going, for we have a festival to Yehovah. And he said to them, Let Jehovah be with you as I let you and your little ones go. Watch for evil is before your face. Not so. You men go now and serve Jehovah. For that is what you desired. And they were driven out from the presence of Pharaoh. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Stretch out your hand over the land of Mitzrayim for the locusts to come upon the land of Mitzrayim and eat every plant of the land and all that the hail has left. Moshe stretched out his rod over the land of Mitzrayim, and Jehovah brought an east wind on the land all that day and all that night. Morning came, and the east wind brought the locust. And the locust went up over all the land of Mitzrayim and settled within the borders of Mitzrayim very grievous. There had never been locusts like them before nor would there again be like them. And they covered the surface of the land, and the land was darkened. And they ate every plant of the land and all the fruit of the trees which the hail had left. And no greenness was left upon the trees or on the plants of the field in all the land of Mitzrayim. Pharaoh then called for Moshe and Aaron in haste and said, I have sinned against Jehovah, your Elohim, and against you. And now please bear my sin only this once, and pray to Jehovah your Elohim that he would only turn away this death from me. And he went out from Pharaoh and he prayed to Jehovah. And Jehovah turned a very strong west wind, which took the locusts away, and they blew them into the sea of reeds. Not one locust was left within all the border of Mitzrayim. However, Jehovah hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not let the children of Israel go. And Jehovah said to Moshe, Stretch out your hand toward the Shemayim, that is to say, heavens. And let there be a darkness over the land of Mitzrayim, even a darkness which is felt. Please note, that's an interesting concept. One that's hard to understand, and we can go read all kinds of people's thoughts. Truth is, we don't know what it is, but there's a darkness that's coming over Egypt. It's a darkness that's not only can be seen with the eyes, but you feel it within your spirit darkness I feel like there's a darkness over the world now not one that can be seen but one that can be felt but I believe what we're seeing here and happening to Egypt was both let's continue on and Moshe stretched out his hand toward the Shemayim that is to say heavens and there was a thick darkness over the land of Mistrium for three days they did not see one another, nor did they rise from his place for three days, while all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. 
And Pharaoh called to Moshe and said, Go, serve Jehovah, only leave your flocks and your herds behind. Let your little ones go with you too. But Moshe said, You yourself are to provide us with slaughterings and burnt offerings to prepare for Jehovah our Elohim. And our livestock are to go with us too. Not a hoof is to be left behind. For we have to take some of them to serve Jehovah our Elohim. And we ourselves do not know with what we are to serve Jehovah until we come there. However, Jehovah hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he would not let them go. And Pharaoh said to him, Get away from me. Watch yourself and see my face no more, for in the day that you see my face, you die. Moshe said, You have spoken rightly. Never again do I see your face. So that's the end of chapter 10. Pharaoh finally says, You know what? Get away from me. I'm not going to look at you again. If I ever see you again, you're dead. And Moses is like, not a problem. In fact, you won't ever see me again. Because things are about to get a lot worse. Also, please note, God can judge while sparing his own people, right? What happened? Darkness came over Egypt, a darkness that can be felt. But with the Israelites, there was light. I have to confess, one of the things that troubles me when I look at the world today and I think about the things that are coming as I think about, oh Lord, but what about your people? What about the, I mean, even in the United States alone, and if you're from other places in the world, you may have some preconceived thoughts and notions about the people of the United States because what you see is what comes through the news and what the Hollywood Satanists do and what's on our TV and our media and everything. But that does not represent the average American at all. The average American person goes to church on Sunday. The average American um, just wants to take care of their family. So be careful those preconceived notions. There are tens of millions of people who love Jesus in the United States. And so... I think to myself, God, what about all these people and their children? God knows how to preserve his people in the midst of judgment. You might say, well, do you have a more clear scripture for that? Well, in fact, I do. Real quick, before we continue on with our Torah portion, go to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. I'm just going to read the one verse. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Let me read that again. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Let that bring comfort to your soul about your brothers and sisters and our children and our future in this world that has to be judged. Let's continue with our study. Chapter 11. And Jehovah said to Moshe, I am bringing yet one more plague on the Pharaoh and on Mitzrayim. After that, he is going to let you go from here. When he lets you go, he shall drive you out altogether. Speak now in the hearing of the people, and let every man ask of his neighbor and every woman from her neighbor objects of silver and objects of gold. And Jehovah gave 
the people favor in the eyes of the Mistrites. Don't overlook this. Please know, I know I'm talking more than I said I was going to. But we're talking about judgments happening on Egypt. God's people are still being preserved, protected, and blessed in the midst of the judgment. And God is able to give his people favor with those who don't even know him and serve him. Look at what happened. So they need these objects. One of the uh, parts of the prophecy was that the Israelites would plunder Egypt as they left. Which is, as, as you're going to see, that's what happens. They don't just leave with their stuff and with their children. They leave with their stuff and their children and the Egyptian stuff too. Check this out. And Jehovah gave the people favor in the eyes of the Mistrites, that is to say the Egyptians. And the man Moshe was very great in the land of Mitzrayim, and in the eyes of Pharaoh's servants, and in the eyes of the people. Moshe said, Thus said Jehovah about midnight, I am going out into the midst of Mitzrayim. And all the firstborn in the land of Mitzrayim shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Mitzrayim. Such has never been or ever be again. But against any of the children of Yisrael, no dog shall move its tongue against man or against beast. So that you know that Jehovah makes distinction between Mitzrayim and Yisrael. You see? Continues to lend to the thought. God knows how to preserve the righteous in the midst of judgment. One of the signs is not even a dog is going to move. It's a dog. You know how dogs are, right? I'm not a dog person. I'm sure many of you are. You can't walk by a dog without it barking at you. Especially if it's one of those little dogs, right? <laughs> this isn't an insult. Anybody who loves dogs, but it's to make a point. God is showing that there's a distinction. The, see, at this point, the Egyptians know that the Israelites are favored by God. They're not being harmed by the plagues. Everyone knows now, even the animals. Verse 8. And all these servants of yours shall come down to me and to bow down to me, saying, Get out, you and all your people at your feet. And after that I shall go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in great displeasure. Pharaoh said to, But Jehovah said to Moshe, Pharaoh is not going to listen to you. In order to multiply my wonders in the land of Mitzrayim. Again, God's given a reason. You want to know why Pharaoh's heart's being hardened? So that I might multiply my wonders in the land of Egypt. There's a purpose. Verse 10, and Moshe and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh. However, Jehovah hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he did not let the children of Israel go out of the land. Chapter 12. This chapter is a long chapter, so hang on. We've got the whole institution of unleavened bread and Passover here. Open up your hearts and let's listen to what the Word of God has to say. 
Verse 1, And Jehovah spoke to Moshe and to Aaron in the land of Mishraim, saying, This month is the beginning of months for you. It is the first month of the year for you. Speak to all the congregation of Yisrael, saying, On the tenth day of this month, each one of them is to take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the beings, according to each man's need, you make your count for the lamb. Let the lamb be a perfect one, a year old male. Take it from the sheep or from the goats. And you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then all the assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it between the evenings. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts, on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. And they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water, but roasted in fire, its head, its legs, and its inward parts. Do not leave it of until morning, and what remains of it until morning you are to burn with fire. And this is how you eat it, your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Pesach, that is to say Passover, of Jehovah. Please note, I wrote a short little book. It probably takes 15 minutes to read. Um, it's on Amazon called Passover. I wrote it in 2020 because in 2020, as everything was unfolding, I was having this thought. What if everyone's looking for the resurrection, the rapture, the return of Messiah? They're, what if everybody's looking for that on the Feast of Trumpets? when maybe it's more of a Feast of Passover type of event. Because look at what's happening. Look at how they're to eat the Passover. You need to have all your clothes on. You need to have your shoes on. You need to have your walking stick, your cane in your hand, ready to go at a moment's notice. It's this picture of being prepared. You don't know when it's going to happen, but when the call comes, you've got to be ready to go right now. That's what's happening here. Listen closely. This is how you eat it. Your loins girded, your sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. In other words, eat it quickly. It is the Passover of Jehovah. It's an interesting thought, isn't it? I expand on that thought in that little book. You can find it on Amazon. Verse 12. And I shall pass through the land of Mitzrim on that night, and it shall smite all the firstborn in the land of Mitzrim, both man and beast, and then all the mighty ones of Mitzrayim, I shall execute judgment. I am Jehovah. And the blood shall be a sign for you and on the houses where you are. And when you see the blood, I shall pass over you and let the plague not come on you to destroy you when I smite the land of Mitzrayim. Please note, this should be Christianity 101. Everyone should know, although I, I fear churches today don't make the connection. This is obviously a foreshadow of what Messiah did for us on the cross, right? If you're covered in the blood, you're overlooked for judgment. It's that simple. He is the spotless lamb without blemish. Sacrificed in your place, and you are covered by that blood 
and that covering is why you don't go into damnation even though you deserve it and I deserve it just like our neighbors who don't know Christ. Same thing. The blood was on the doorpost. The covering was there. This is a foreshadow for that. And the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I shall pass over you and let the plague not come on you to destroy you when I smite the land of Mitzrayim. And this day shall become to you a remembrance, and you shall observe it as a festival of Jehovah throughout your generations. Observe it as a festival, an everlasting law. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Indeed, on the first day you cause leaven to cease from your houses. Here's another thing that people are missing, even though the Apostle Paul points this out. You see, leaven represents sin. So what's the idea here? Leading up to the Passover, when you are to eat in haste with your clothes on, your cane, your staff in your hand, ready to leave at a moment's notice, leading up to that, you are to get all the leaven out of your house. I think it's a foreshadow or a a demonstration of get your house in order. Clean it up. Stop going to that website. Stop watching that garbage on TV. Stop talking the way you talk. Clean it up. Right? It's It's this idea of, come on, get that stuff out of your life. You don't need it. And prepare yourself. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. Indeed, on the first day you cause leaven to cease from your houses. For whosoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that being shall be cut off from Yisrael. And on the first day is a Kodesh gathering, that is to say, a holy convocation. And on the seventh day you have a Kodesh gathering. No work is to be done at all on them, only that which is eaten by every being. That alone is prepared by you. And you shall guard the matzot. That is to say, the festival or the, or the day, the appointed time. For on this same day I brought your divisions out of the land of Mitzrayim, and you shall guard this day throughout your generations an everlasting law. In the first and on the fourteenth day of the month, in the evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month in the evening. For seven days no leaven is to be found in your house. For if anyone eats that leaven that same day, the being shall be cut off from the congregation of Yisrael, whether sojourner or native to the land. Do not eat that which is leavened in all your dwellings. You are to eat unleavened bread. And Moshe called for all the elders of Yisrael and said to them, Go out and take your lambs for yourself according to your clans and slaughter the Passover. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin and you and none of you shall go out of the door of this house until morning. You see, it kind of reminds us of that passage we recently read out of Isaiah, right? Come into your, you know, come into your chambers and hide yourselves for a little while and until the indignation be overpassed for God is coming out of his place to judge the inhabitants of the world. Remember? Same thing, come into your houses, strike your doorpost with the blood, and do not leave the home until it's time. 
and Jehovah shall pass to smite the mistrites and shall the blood and you shall see the blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts and Jehovah shall pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come unto you your houses to smite you and you shall guard this word as a law for you and your sons forever and it shall be when you come to the land which Jehovah gives you as he has promised that you shall guard this service and it shall be When your children say to you, What does this service mean to you? Then you shall say, It is the Pasach, the Passover, slaughtering of Jehovah, who passed over the house of the children of Israel and Mitzrayim, when he smote the Mitzrites and delivered our households, and delivered our households, and the people bowed their heads and did obstinance. And the children of Israel went away, and so did. So, as Jehovah commanded Moshe and Aaron, so they did. And it came to be at midnight that Jehovah smote all the firstborn in the land of Mistrium, the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on his throne, to the firstborn of the captive who was in the dungeon, and all the firstborn livestock. And Pharaoh rose in the night, and he and all the servants of the Mistrites, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not a dead one. Then he called for Moshe and Aaron by night, and he said, Arise, go out from the midst of my people, for both you and the children of Israel, and go serve Jehovah as you have have said. Take both your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and go. Then you shall bless me too. And the Mitzrites urged the people to hasten to send them away, out of the land, for they said, We are all dying. And the people took their dough before it was leavened having their kneading bowls upon their garments and on their shoulders. And the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moshe. And they asked from the Mistrites objects of silver and objects of gold and garments. And Jehovah gave the people favor in the eyes of the Mistrites, so that they gave them what they asked, and they plundered the Egyptians. And the children of Israel departed from Amasis to Sukkot about 600,000 men on foot besides the little ones. And a mixed multitude went up with them too, also flocks and herds and very much livestock. Please note, it looks to me like you, so you had the 600,000 Israelite men. You also have women and children not accounted for, but you also have people who who said, I'm leaving Egypt too. (laughs) Egyptians who left to join the Israelites. It says a mixed multitude went with them. Verse 39, And they baked unleavened cakes of dough which they had brought out of Mitzrayim, for it was not leavened since they were driven out of Mitzrayim, and had not been able to delay, nor had they prepared food for themselves. And the sojourn of the children of Yisrael who lived in Mitzrayim was four hundred and thirty years. And it came to be at the end of the four hundred and thirty years on that same day it came to be that all the divisions of Jehovah went out from the land of Mitzrayim. It is a night to be observed unto Jehovah for bringing them out of the land of Mitzrayim. This night is unto Jehovah to observe by all the children of Israel throughout all their generations. And Jehovah said to Moshe and Aaron, This is the law of the Pesach, that is to say Passover. No son of a stranger is to eat it, but any servant a man has brought, bought for silver, when you have circumcised him, then you may let him eat it. A sojourner and a hired servant does not eat of it. 
It is eaten in one house. You are not to take any of the flesh outside of the house, nor are you to break any bone of it. Please note it, the crucifixion of Messiah. No bones were broken. Just like no bones of the perfect lamb are to be broken. All the congregation of Israel are to perform it. And when a stranger sojourns with you, you shall perform the Passover to Jehovah. Let all his males be circumcised, and then let him come near and perform it. And he shall be as a native of the lamb, but let no uncircumcised eat of it. There is one Torah for the native born and for the stranger who sojourns among you. And all the children of Israel did as Jehovah commanded Moshe and Aaron, so they did. And it came to be on that same day that Jehovah brought the children of Israel out of the land of Mitzrayim according to their divisions. At the end of chapter 12, we have uh, 16 more verses to read. This will go quickly. Of chapter 13. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, Kodesh to me, that is hallowed to me, the firstborn, the one opening the womb among the children of Israel, among man and among beast, it is mine. And Moshe said to the people, Remember this day in which you went out of Mitzrayim, out of the house of slavery, for by strength of hand Jehovah brought you out of this place. And whatever is leavened shall not be eaten. Today you are going out in the month of Aviv. And it shall be when Jehovah brings you into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jezebites, which he swore to your fathers to give you, a land flowing with milk and honey, that you shall keep this service in this month. Seven days you eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day is a festival unto Jehovah. Unleavened bread is to be eaten the seven days, and whatever is leavened is not to be seen with you. And leaven is not to be seen with you with all your border. I would argue that really, when unleavened bread gets around, and we'll talk about it when it comes upon us, which won't be very long from now, we should be taking that time to kind of get to, to examine ourselves. Is there sin in my life that I need to... To, to get away from and use that week to really examine yourselves to fast and to pray and to draw near to God it's a tragedy a great tragedy in my mind that the average Christian in the West has no idea that what we are to celebrate, what our Savior celebrated, was Passover and unleavened bread, not the pagan holiday Easter. So people go to church appropriately, right? And we celebrate the resurrection, which is appropriate and good. How many people are understanding this connection? I'll continue on. We're out of time. I know I'm preaching to the choir here. You guys already know all this. Verse 8, And you shall inform your son in that day, saying, It is because of what Jehovah did for me when I came up from Mitzrayim. 
It should be to you as a sign to you and to your hand and as a reminder between your eyes that the Torah of Jehovah is to be in your mouth. For with a strong hand Jehovah brought you out of Mitzrayim. And you shall guard this law at its appointed time from year to year. And it shall be when Jehovah brings you into the land of the Canaanites that he swore to give your fathers and gives it to you that you shall pass over to Jehovah every one opening the womb and every firstborn that comes out from your livestock. The male belongs to Jehovah. But every firstborn of the donkey you are to ransom with a lamb. And if you do not ransom it, then you shall break its neck. And every firstborn of a man among your sons you are to ransom. It shall be when your sons ask you in the time to come, saying, What is this? Then you shall say to him, By strength of hand, Jehovah brought us out of Mitzrayim and out of the house of bondage. And it came to be, when Pharaoh was too hardened to let us go, that Jehovah killed every firstborn in the land of the Mitzrayim, both the firstborn of the man and the firstborn of the beast. Therefore I am slaughtering Jehovah every male that opens the womb, but every firstborn of my sons I ransom. So it's this idea that every firstborn is to be committed, every firstborn male is to be committed to God, and of the livestock and everything is a slaughtering unto Jehovah as a reminder of what he did, what the destroyer did, where every firstborn in Egypt was killed. Last verse. And it shall be as a sign on your hand and on your frontals between your eyes. For by strength of hand, Jehovah brought us out of Mitzrayim, that is to say, Egypt. That, my friends, is our long study, which is why it's being done this morning. I did not have time on Friday morning, as I typically would. I knew I was going to need 40 minutes, and so here we are. I pray you've been blessed this morning. Just a quick reminder, I know I say this all the time. First of all, I'm so grateful and thankful for those of you who support the podcast and pray for me. But support, as far as Patreon subscribers are concerned, has been down year over year over year since 2020. And we are now, we have less uh, Patreon subscribers than we had back in like 2018. So it's continuing to decline. Uh, So if you're being blessed by this and you have the means and you would like to... um, Support the podcast. You can do that by going to scriptureandprophecy.com and doing the donate and support tab. If you're in a position where that would put you in a bad position, please don't do that. Your prayers are equally important. So just pray for the work. Pray for me and my family. Um, That is sufficient. And I'm so grateful for those of you who do that. That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.